Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing, nothing but pure sports. And welcome, everybody, to FanStream Sports, powered by DSP Media. This is the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz, and I'm your host, Rob Fedoff. Also known as RPT. You can find me there at PFitoff. So for episode 70 today, we're going to be talking about the women's loss in the Sweet 16 today, women's basketball that is, against Maryland. But first, just real quick, I don't know if I want to do a podcast after this about the new men's basketball coach or wait until, I'm debating right now whether to wait until the official press conference this coming Thursday just to see what coach Micah Shrewsbury says. That's the new coach. Uh, We picked him up from Penn State. It's a great hire. So wanted to first say that new heads basketball men's basketball coach Micah Shrewsbury um, who coached recently at Penn State and then also right now just kind of a, a potpourri of things uh, we are currently ranked number one in lacrosse so number one ranked uh, men's lacrosse team that is so episode 70 today the women's basketball team in the sweet 16 at the Greenville one regional we're playing Maryland out of the big 10 27 and six they beat us earlier this year not this year, but late last year in December at the buzzer. That was the first loss of the season for us. That was in South Bend. We come in shorthanded with no Dare Mabry, no Olivia Miles. The margin of error is very slim. And I did not feel good about going into this game. One, the way we played last week against Mississippi State. And if we get into foul trouble with only playing pretty much eight players, I didn't like our chances. It started, and the thing is, that's the way this game unfolded late into the third quarter. Too many, too many fouls in our front court to Lauren Ebo and Kylie Watson. That spelled our doom. And we just, we, if you don't have a point guard, your chances are very slim to get far in the NCAA tournament. We got this far, which is pretty good in itself with all the injuries this year, but we could not uh, compensate for the loss of Olivia Miles. You have to have a point guard. I can't say that enough. You have to have a point guard. But we did, they did the best they could. Uh, we led actually 32 to 31 in the first half. And we were up, or at halftime, I should say, 32 to 31, we were leading. And in the second quarter, we were up by as much as eight points. But Maryland, uh, they're not the greatest team. If we if you, we either had Olivia Miles or Dara Mabry today, we win by 10 to 15 points, I think. But it's just without a backcourt presence at all, when you give that responsibility to Sonia Citron, who to me is still our best player, but she's not our most valuable player. I said that earlier in the year. Sonia Citron, best player. Olivia Miles, most valuable player. And that held true throughout this tournament. At the end of the season, once Olivia went down, we just could not compensate uh, by not having a point guard. I can't say that enough. So uh, we end up losing 76-59. to 59. I predicted a 20-point loss today. I was pretty almost dead on to that prediction. We finished 27-6. and six. I know I'm disappointed. I'm sure that I know the team's disappointed. Coach Ivy's disappointed, but that's a hell of a season for all the shit that they went through with first Dara Mabry lost for the season. I think that was in January. Then Lauren Ebo, big inside presence. She was out for five to six games and then losing your most valuable player, Olivia Miles, one of the best point guards in the country, if not the best point guard in the country to finish 27 and six. Win the regular season ACC championship. That's a hell of a year right there. That's not the ultimate goal. I know that. However, despite the disappointing loss today, which I expected, 
the future is bright for this women's basketball team at Notre Dame. I'll do a little a preview for next year as we get toward the end of this podcast. But uh, first things first, some more statistics. This is the big one. Even when we did have Olivia Miles and Dare Mabry, this was a constant issue this year. Even when they were a top four or five team, even you can say a top three team before the injury started, the turnovers. Today, no different. 25 turnovers. That's got to be improved upon next year. You cannot have that. You No more than eight to 10 turnovers if you want to go far into the NCAA tournament. And the thing was, too, when we got the ball to start, we had the possession to start the third quarter and to start the fourth quarter. We could barely get the ball in bounds, and then we turned the ball over after uh, one or two passes. You cannot have a turnover for a simple inbound pass. When you have possession of a ball, that's to me like in the football, when you get the second half, uh, second half kickoff to receive, and then you fumble the ball. You have to take advantage of all your opportunities and the turnovers. That that's the one thing. And free throw shooting too. That I think we were maybe it wasn't great today. I think we were uh, we were three for six at halftime. But I don't I didn't want to go over the stats too much today because this was just a it was a beat down in the second half. But the free throw shooting that those are the two things going into next year 2023 2024 turnovers number one and becoming a more consistent free throw shooting team. I want to see 80 to 90 percent, no lower than 75 percent in my book, because I've been watching these other games for the women's tournament, and there's some really good free throw shooting teams out there that make us look pretty bad at our 70 percent range right now. So turnovers, free throw shooting 2023, 2024. The one good thing about today, even though at times it seemed like we were being out rebounded uh, by Maryland, they got offensive boards at critical times and we were trying to stay around. They had missed two, three point shots, but then get two to three rebounds and then get a, a easy bucket um, inside. We did though out rebound them 37 to 29. We finished the year 27 and six. Uh, I mentioned that before. It's still a hell of a year. Now for next year, we already, we had three really good five-star recruits coming in. One came in early cast prosper, uh, or let me go over. I'm sorry. I didn't go over the main stats. Sonia Citron. It was a, a quiet 14.7 rebounds for her without Olivia miles. They can just shadow her most of the game. Uh, she's, as I said before, our best player, but when we're limited by injuries, it's tough for her to get her own shot off because they're just keen in her on the whole time. And with Olivia there, that opens her game up a lot more, but a decent game, but not a great game. As a, as I said earlier, uh, a silent 14.7 rebounds. Maddie Westfeld, she had uh, tons of foul trouble early, 8.5 rebounds, and then Cass Prosper, 8 rebounds. So I mentioned Cass Prosper before. She's technically part of the 2023 class. She'll still be a freshman next year, even though she enrolled early. So she was a five-star recruit, six foot two, out of Canada. She wasn't considered a McDonald's All-American. I don't know if that's because she's out of Canada, but she's still a five-star, and that's the highest star you can go in the rankings. But then the other two players coming in, five-star McDonald's All-American, Hannah Hidalgo, uh, point guard, great point guard out of New Jersey. Um, she will be joining the uh, program next year, and that'll be good, too, to spell some minutes for Olivia Miles because we found out without her, this team is 
very average at best, and we're very limited in what we can do. So that'll spell her some minutes next year. And then two, Emma, I've heard it pronounced both ways, Rish or Rish. I'm going to say Rish, six foot two guard, but she's a great three. She's mostly known for her three point shoot, not just her three point shooting, but she's a great three point shooter is what I'm trying to say out of Palm Bay, Florida, the number 20th ranked player um, in the, uh, in the nation. And then I, I think I forgot to mention Hannah Hidalgo. She's number five ranked um, in the nation. So you're getting two great players coming in to an already pretty deep team. So you're going to have Olivia miles back. It, bar, I shouldn't say guaranteed. There's always this portal issue, but I think all these girls are staying all we lose. I mean, Lauren Evo was a decent presence inside, but she would drive me nuts, missing layups and just always in foul trouble. It seemed, especially late in the year, Dara Mabry, we missed her free three, her three point shooting. Um, at the end of the year, she will be gone. So you're out. Dara Mabry, Lauren Ebo. You have back Olivia Miles, Sonia Citron. Uh, so we have Olivia Miles back, Sonia Citron, uh, KK Bransford. We have uh, Kylie Watson, Nat Marshall. I'd like to see her get more involved uh, next year. I don't know what she's six foot four. I don't know why Coach Ivy doesn't use her more. Uh, who else do we have? back so let me just think about this again my phone uh got me off balance there so olivia miles sonia citron maddie westfeld uh, kylie watson kk bransford uh, Cass prosper's back uh nat marshall's back you got the two girls uh mcdonald's all americans i think just coach ivy needs to look into the portal like she did to get Kylie Watson from Oregon last year and Lauren Ebo from Texas need to get a couple more uh, bigs in there um, inside players. So if we can get one or two uh, uh, in uh, to a center or a forward is what I'm trying to say. Uh, this team's going to be primed for, uh, for next year. They're primed already, but just a couple little tweaks here to really make that final four push and national championship push as well. The only thing for me, like I said, I think we have a great team coming back and some players coming in and who knows what's out there for the transfer portal. I would like to see just a, this is a tough team. Don't get me wrong. Sonia Citron's a tough kid, but it's a quiet type of toughness. I mean, she took some shots today. Shots meaning like hard fouls. She landed pretty hard on the floor at times. I've seen that happen last year with her and she gets right back up. It's a very a quiet presence though. But I think sometimes you just need that in your face type presence. I'm not saying a dirty type player, but a very tough nosed type of kid. I always say, you know, Christian Leitner in the nineties, everybody hated playing against him, but don't tell me you wouldn't have loved to have him on your team during that time. I'd have loved to have a double inside presence with uh, Christian Lakner and Lafonso Ellis at Notre Dame at that time. Can you imagine that have been a hell of a team and the player, I know we're not going to get this player, but this is the type of player I would like Notre Dame to have, or maybe someone's maybe KK Bransford is this type of player, but it just hasn't come out yet. I'm just using her as an example, but maybe we could get some type of player in the portal like this, or maybe one of the incoming freshmen like this too. I don't know enough about their personalities, but if you were watching the games right now, and I think this team has a good chance to go to the final four, they didn't have the greatest record this year, but they came on late in the season. I think they had some injuries too. And they came out of the ACC, which to me is one of the best conferences besides the SEC for women's basketball. Hilly Van Lith 
from Louisville. She's the girl in blonde, blonde hair and the pigtails. And I don't mean this to be an, an insult to Haley at all. This is actually a compliment. She's very hard-nosed, tough-nosed player. She'll get in your face. She's not a dirty player. But you know, just by her demeanor, the way her eyes are going, like she's into the game all the time. Think of the movie Children of the Corn or Village of the Damned where those evil kids are just, you know, out there killing people and stuff like that. And I said, that's not an insult to her. That's a compliment because she just has that assassin type personality when she's in the court. No one's going to get into her head. She's going to get into your head um, to help her team is what I'm trying to say. That's the type of player. I think we need one of those type of players as well. Maybe that's a year or two out. But she she's not going to transfer from because I think she's only a junior. But just watch if you get a chance, watch Haley Van Lith from Louisville because they play Iowa tomorrow. And I, nothing against Caitlin Clark, but she kind of gets on my nerves. I think she gets a little bit more credit than she does. She's a great player, don't get me wrong. But Iowa's in for in for a game tomorrow. It's going to be a because Louisville is one of those tough, hard-nosed teams. Probably not the greatest athletes, but they're going to make you work for everything, especially on the uh, the defensive side, their defensive side, the opposing team's offensive side. Caitlin Clark, uh, Clark could get her ass handed to her tomorrow by Haley Van Lith and her teammates. We'll see how that happens or how that shapes up. But uh, I think, too, if you watch, uh, like I said, I'm a movie guy, and if you watch Hoosiers, remember when Coach Dale told Buddy, you know, you got to stick the guy. He he can't breathe. I want to know what flavor chewing gum he is at, when I take you out of the game because Buddy fouls out at the end of the game. He goes up to Buddy to say, hey, Buddy, what flavor was he? And he's like, he was dentine. Haley Van Lith and her entire teammates, they need to know what flavor of gum Caitlin Clark is chewing tomorrow uh, in order to beat Iowa. And I think they can. I think they can beat Iowa. And I, it's... I could say maybe not like a buzzer beater type game, but I think they could win. I don't want to say, uh, you know, 10, 20 point type win, but I don't think it's, I think it's a game that could not have to come down to a final shot is what I'm trying to say. But if you get a chance, Haley Van Lith, again, this is no insult to you, Haley, but when I look at you playing out there, I mean, you look possessed, which is a good thing. It looks like children of the corn, or Village of the Damned, and that's great. I wish Notre Dame had a player like that because I think despite all the talent coming back and incoming talent uh, with the recruiting class, I think we need that one type of player. We are a very tough team, don't get me wrong, but we need that so-called swagger uh, player as well just to kind of intimidate the opposing team at times because you can play if you can play some head games within the realms of not being you know, a cheap shotter or a... Uh, or be, being a dirty player, that can go a long way into making these deep tournament runs is what I'm trying to say. So what else here? Just trying to, I think that's about it right there. So hell of a season for Notre Dame. I was not expecting us to get, if we won today, that would have been great, but there was no way we're going to beat South Carolina. Had that happened, I think it's going to be very similar to us playing Alabama in the 2013 national title game. But South Carolina, that would have been a blowout, I believe. And I know everybody would say, Rob, you're being too negative. No, I'm being a realist. I was a delusional Notre Dame fan for a long time, putting way too many expectations that just could not be met. And yes, things can, you know, 
you know, certain luck can go here and there. But I am being a realist, a positive realist for next year, saying this team's going to make a, barring any injuries, hopefully we don't have anything like the end of this year, barring any injuries, this team's going to be a hell of a team. And they're going to make a great Final Four run, if not a national championship run next year. Um, very similar to that 2018-2019 team. And those teams, you know, circa... 2011 to 2015 team for Muppet McGraw. So thank you so much for joining me for episode 70. And as always, go Irish.